Arizona Sports, Wolf and Luke. This is Behind Enemy Lines. Gathering intel on this week's Cardinals opponent from inside enemy base camp. Brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Your retirement is on the clock. Execute your game plan today by visiting canvasannuity.com. Cardinals Raiders Sunday from Vegas. Wolf, we've spent the entire week talking about things from the Cardinals' perspective. Obviously, the Raiders need this game as well because they're in the AFC West and they need every game. And joining us right now on the Arizona Sports Line is Jason Horowitz, the voice of the Raiders. All right, uh, Jason, we're just kind of talking about how both teams are going to approach this one. I know it's just one game, but how did the tandem of Chandler Jones and Max Crosby together look? Well, uh, you know, Max Crosby had an awesome game. He didn't have any sacks, but he had a stop on a fourth and one. He had a couple of QB hurries that forced Herbert to have some bad throws. He had a career high in tackles. Um, Everything in training camp, even though they didn't play any preseason games, the two of them looked like they were going to be a dynamic duo. But they didn't have a sack. Uh, And Justin Herbert threw, what was it, 31 times. So, that's, that's something that has to change against Kyler Murray. Um, certainly a big part. I'm sure there's some emphasis there for Chandler Jones, uh, who has kind of downplayed it a little bit this week. Um, Kyler Murray has talked about how great of a teammate he was and all that stuff. So I, I think there's an emphasis. But, guys, the home crowd will be a big factor in this one for the Raiders. They, uh, there's just so much newness. Derek Carr had a couple of pretty uncharacteristic bad throws last week, and yet they still had a chance to win with three and a half mm. to go. So, you know, there's certainly some disappointment, but I, I, think, I think if you're a Raider, you're looking at this like, all right, we get a couple of things cleaned up and, and we're going to be a really good football team. You know what, Jason, you were talking a little bit about Max Crosby, and I got to tell you, I'm fascinated with this guy. I really am. Uh, as a fourth-round pick, of course, I know he's had issues in the past. What kind of person is Max Crosby? What kind of player, awesome. what kind of mentality is he? He's an awesome person. Um, from, from, from So... So in full disclosure, um, you know, I, I was hired uh, in July to be the voice of the Raiders. So I wasn't there at the start of training camp. I was there um, after the Hall of Fame game in terms of being there for practices in camp. And uh, I have talked to Max a couple of times with Westwood One over the past few years. But, look, this is a guy that has overcome a lot. Um, he has become an advocate for a whole bunch of different things. He is, like Darren Waller, um, been very public about uh, being sober uh, in, in different capacities. And those are things that are extremely commendable and respectable across anybody, let alone certainly in this public eye where everyone's looking at you. Um, he, is a, he is a dynamic personality when you're around him. And he's a very likable guy that uh, you can tell is, you know, the leader of this defense. Mm-hmm. Talking to Jason Horowitz, voice of the Raiders. Jason, uh, in your mind, how, if things worked out the way the Raiders would like them to, how do they plan on attacking the Cardinals defensively with, obviously, Devontae Adams is a huge part of it, but you just mentioned Darren Waller. You've got Josh Jacobs. Yeah. You've got other weapons, too. How about 45-21 so they could say they're better than the Chiefs? Would that, would that work? Not, not for me, no, actually. <laughs> um, no, I, you know, look, I, last week, Hunter Renfro was blanketed. And, you know, he still had, he, I say still, but he wasn't even targeted to the last four minutes of the third quarter. He had three catches. There was a, a throw that Derek kind of forced to him and was picked off by Bryce Callahan. Um, 
So, you know, Devontae Adams was targeted so much last week and was so effective, which opened up Darren Waller in the second half. I mean, Darren had four catches and averaged 20 yards a grab. I, I think I, I would like to see them run the football more. Mm. They, they only ran it, what was it, seven times in the first half, two yards a carry. And when the game was over, Josh Jacobs was nearly six yards a carry, which showed how, how, how much better they were in the second half when they did it. So I think that's a big part. Um, you know, if you, if you look at the Cardinals, you would think that at the moment with, with the injuries and the players they have out there, um, you know, opposite Marcus Golden, they're certainly not the same uh, as, as the Chargers are with Bosa and Khalil Mack. So you think the Raiders would feel a little bit more confident in protecting Derek Carr. Um, and so I, I, I think you'll get a little bit more of that this week. Um, but I'd also have to think in listening to some, uh, you know, some people who, like you guys who cover the Cardinals, it doesn't really feel like last week really was something that was like, hey, you know, the Cardinals are just amazing defensively, and last week was a complete anomaly. I think offensively you guys think it was a complete anomaly, and, and especially without, when, you know, when DeAndre Hopkins is back, you're going to have a better offense. Yeah. But I, I, I don't get the sense from anyone who covers the Cardinals that thinks this is going to be a great defense. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right about that, Jason. Um, the strength of this team is on the offensive side of the ball, and the defense is going to be a work in progress, I think, for the entire year. Jason, I cannot thank you enough, man, for coming on. We really appreciate your time this morning, okay? Thanks, Jason. Yeah, so, sorry for the connection issues, boys. I, I won't be the enemy next time of, of, of the cellular devices, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to Harlan's, you later, big guy. Uh, Joining us right there on the Arizona Sports Line. And, um, you know, he just detailed it. The Raiders do have a lot of weapons on offense. I, the more the more I think back to week one and just kind of what we were anticipating from this team anyway coming into the season, Wolf, I, I'm agreeing with what you said uh, like two segments ago. If you, you probably just, at least for a while, until you figure things out on defense, you're just going to have to outscore teams. Yes. And so that's, I mean, the offense yep. is going to have to. Going to have to step up. All right, we come back. Sponsors are speaking out now. What's going to happen next in the Robert Sarver saga? It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Wolf and Luke Middays, 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Hey, everybody, what do you say we go cover a kickoff? Who's up for it right now? Somebody want to do it on a Friday? How different do you think your career would have been if Metallica didn't become a band? Like if James Hetfield was like, I really want to get into opera. Um, yeah, I don't know about that, but I will tell you right now, if in fact you find yourself with a mouth guard and you got the bonnet buttoned up and you're standing in a tunnel, please, somebody, play some Metallica. Ten years, right? Oh, yeah. Here we go. Still ten years if no Metallica? Like, how many how many years did Metallica add to your career, do you think? I have no idea. Okay. I wouldn't want to put a number Was Metallica it, even a band oh, when you were playing? That's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Uh, I don't know. I, loved, I, thought, I thought it was pretty good. Okay. Right. Where are we going in we're this going, beautiful part of the program before James Hadfield? Duh. Do you, um, now that you've had about an hour to... Uh, 
to process my theory of what's going on in the NBA right now. Yeah. Where are you? Do you, you agree with what, me? Honestly, Do you want me to reset it? Well, it, yeah, you're, okay. you're bringing clarity. You really are. You need to reset okay. it. You do. But you're bringing clarity to me because, first of all, I went with a grassy knoll as soon as I heard this story, for the most part. Yeah, you're the one that started me down just, this path. It, well, I, I, again, I'm not trying to take credit. No, but for I'm what saying you're like, saying. you got me thinking that way. I, I'm literally, just immediately, I, I am the grassy knoll. So I'm looking for things that don't appear to be what they truly are. And when I saw Adam Silver, I was really confused because I did not... I did not know what to think after watching Adam Silver struggle the way he did. You know, we had Dave Pash on earlier. He he said, you know, basically it it seemed like Adam Silver wanted to do more, right? Yes. I mean, Adam Silver pretty universally has been regarded as everybody's favorite commissioner and uh and and the most progressive commissioner in sports right now. And everything that the league went out there and said that they stood for 2 years ago, I'm not saying they don't stand for it. But I'm saying a lot of what uh, what he had to go up there and say two days ago, he looked like a guy who was conflicted as he was talking and taking questions. And there was a couple, we played the responses, where he almost just talked himself into a corner so much we didn't even understand what he was saying, Wolf. And that's not Adam Silver. <laughs> right. So, you, don't, you don't listen to Adam Silver and think obfuscation. So just take, just go down this path with me. If Adam Silver got to a point, he saw this report, they got the findings, and he's like, okay, look, this guy, he's I, he's getting suspended for five years or whatever. He's out of here or whatever. It sounds like, based on what we're hearing from guys like Woj and just kind of what you've heard over the years anyway, a lot of the other owners wouldn't be all that upset if Robert Sarver was out. But it, I, I'm guessing they don't necessarily want the the response if they were like, hey, you're just out of the league. I mean, legally, I'm sure he would have re, he, it, you know, a way he could react to that. I'm sure a lot of owners, and this this is not my theory, this is the theory that's been floated out there by a lot of people, a lot of owners maybe don't necessarily want the blood on their hands because all you of a sudden know. it turns around back on them. Okay, well, if, if if I'm getting thrown out of the league, what about you, you know? Yeah. And so with that as the background, I just find it very interesting that if Adam Silver was like, okay, I can't do what I want to do, but I am going to make the report public. Yeah. Because everybody that's speaking out mm. now, whether it's LeBron or Chris Paul or the, what is it, Kate Gallego and some of the other leaders yeah. of the city of Phoenix or the PayPal president, they all reference the report. The NBA didn't have to make that report public. Yeah, I know you're right about that. Yet at the same time, I think of what you're saying. And, and again, I'm not saying you're wrong on this, but I think of what you're saying. And I think, man, rarely, rarely will you see a league, maybe never. And the guy that is responsible for the league, like Adam Silver, take a PR hit when they don't have to. That is the one thing right now. There's no way you can parse this. Based on what's happening right now and the backlash that a lot of people expect will be coming. Mm -hmm. I, I think this is still just the beginning. The backlash that could be coming right now. You know what? Why did you only give him a year's suspension and a $10 million fine, Adam Silver? That's the part of this where you have to go, like, you have to go conspiracy theory. And I'm not really going, whatever, whatever the NBA's reason was for not handing out more of a punishment, it seems like they would be okay if Robert Sarver didn't own the Suns anymore. That's all I'm saying. And if that's the case, I find it interesting, like I said, that they made this report public 
probably knowing full well, like just okay, play this yeah. out. If you're Adam Silver and you're like, okay, I want to, I want to suspend this guy or I want him out of the league, and the other owners are like, okay, but you can't do that, otherwise, it's going to cause a lot of problems for us. We want him out though too, but we can't, we can't, um, we can't be, we can't do this. We can't be the ones doing it. Yeah. Put the report out there. Look at the order of, of how guys talk. LeBron James, the most important player in the NBA. Chris Paul, who's one of the most important players in the NBA and the most important player on the Suns in a situation like this. You're talking the main sponsor in PayPal. You're talking another one of the owners of the Suns. And he's really the only one that didn't reference the report, but he was going to see the report anyway because he's a partial owner of the Suns, John Najafi. But everybody else specifically references the report. Yeah, it's just so fascinating to me because Chris Paul, you bring up Chris Paul. Um that's that's what's also confusing me, because Chris Paul could have broken out the fifty caliber if, in fact, this is a done deal that Robert Sarver is going to be forced to go ahead and sell the team. Bo, 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 bo. He would have taken out the fifty caliber and unloaded. Why didn't he? That's that's what I want to know right now. It didn't. He didn't cross the line with what he said in regard to. Robert Sarver, he didn't cross the line like he did in 2014 with Donald Sterling. That's my opinion. That is my opinion on this. He was harsh. There was no doubt about it. But he's calculated. He said it was unacceptable and it was calculated when he fouled unacceptable up with must never and must never be repeated again. Yeah, Uh, he qualified it. Um, The future, Adam Silver. Talking about the future, once again, I, it's just confusing the mixed messages of what we're seeing. If, in fact, you are correct, which I, I tend to believe there's no other answer. I think, you know, there's obviously, I don't know every single thing here, and this is speculation. I'm not, like, reporting this, but you can look at it a few different ways and say, okay, is there, like, a calculated plan to get him out behind the scenes? Or it is as simple, I just think it's as simple as the NBA was like, we can't necessarily push him out. But when we put this report out there, it's going to get the ball rolling. If it doesn't get the ball rolling and there was no public backlash, then the NBA is probably like, okay, we just move on. That's fine. But if you put it out there, there's no way you could ever convince me Adam Silver did not know full well when he releases the report that sponsors and players, and I'm sure we're going to see more backlash, is coming. He knows it's coming, and that's essentially going to do what he didn't. That's, what he wanted but couldn't do. That's that's exactly right. So give him a five-year suspension because then you'll look like you were just as convicted as everybody well, else. That's You only gave him a one-year suspension. That That is... That part <laughs> that, I don't understand. That is the part that has me befuddled. But I will say this. Woj, I'm trying to find the exact tweet that came out the day the... The day the investigation findings came out, which was Tuesday, right? Oh, what a long week. That was Tuesday. Yes, yes. And before the Suns had responded, or before Robert Sarver had responded, I should say, Woj had a tweet out there. I'm trying to, Woj tweets a lot. Uh, he had a tweet out there that basically said Robert Sarver is not happy with the punishment. And then yeah. Sarver put out his statement. He's like, I accept the punishment. You know, I'm, but right. So, I mean, if there was if there was any sort of pushback of like, yeah, you, you suspend me for more than a year. I'm going to fight back legally. I'm guessing Robert Sarver probably has some pretty good attorneys. Yeah, he's got some money. Right. Um, I'm just wondering, like, 
Okay, so what would happen in that situation? You know what? Not being a lawyer, um, it puts me at a great disadvantage, especially when you start talking Never about legal yourself. things <laughs> on the air. Do not do it, my young crunk brothers. Do not ever engage. That's why I'm staying not, away from the legal side of this. I'm going I'm with the more of the subterfuge. Strike that. Yeah, yeah, the subterfuge. That's an excellent word right there for what is going on right now. I don't know. I do know this. I think this is going to be cleared up sooner as opposed to later yeah i mean stuff's moving quick this week this this feels like a it feels almost like a godfather move by adam silver of like okay i can't do what i want but on my way to walking to the podium and looking somewhat ridiculous i'm just going to leave this 43 page report here and you guys do with it with uh, whatever you want and if that leads to something well there you go just it's a weird situation for the league to take that pr hit Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. We come back. Which players are key for the Cardinals to get back from injury this week? We're going to do an injury report edition of Fulcrum Football next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. It's part of the NFL. It's not easy. It's not easy to win in the NFL. Everybody want to win. Who or what is the tipping point? That's going to be key to our success. This is Fulcrum Football with Wolf and Lou. Cardinals injury report in my hands here, Wolf. Um, not today's yet. They haven't put it out yet, so there's no way I could have it. That would be crazy. Okay. Made you got 10 players that are listed on here this week. Okay. So, you know, for clarification purposes, like a guy like DeAndre Hopkins isn't even hurt. He's suspended. He's not part of this game. But instead of doing fulcrum football the way we usually do it, of which players are most likely to swing this game right. against the Raiders, we're just going to we're gonna go through, and this was your idea, Producer yeah. Wolf. We're going to go through these 10 players, and we're just going to draft which ones we wish we had back the most. Okay. Okay, okay, there it is. Of the names that are on the Arizona Cardinals injury report. I won the coin toss. Buddy. You won the coin toss. Heads, apparently. Hmm. Go ahead. All right, so there's 10 of these. We can just uh, we can draft back and forth. A couple guys have been rolled out. I'll give you their status up through the latest uh, with each one that we go with. All right, Wolf. My first pick of the Cardinals I would most like them to have for this game, and he has not been ruled out yet. I'm going to go with Jalen Thompson. We need more dogs. Dealing with the random toe injury and did not practice Wednesday or Thursday. Man, that is a big one right there and a good one. Are you kidding me, Jalen Thompson, right now? Let's see. uh, Devontae Adams. uh, Darren Waller. Uh, Josh Jacobs, Derek Carr, Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro. Oh my goodness! Do you think um, Jalen Thompson would be? Yeah, that's a good one. It's right there. Well done on your comical. Part. The players that are questionable for the Cardinals and how badly they need them. Okay, you know what? His name is appearing on the injury report, so I'm just going to say Rodney Hudson. Um. Not injury-related. Rust is what was going on right there. And 
He did not practice, um, I'm told, at least. Hopefully, he's going to be practicing at some point in time. I like big Mandy's in heavy. It's Rodney. You do draft a lot of offensive Listen, linemen. Listen, Rodney Hudson, I thought, played really well, um, considering the fact that we haven't seen Rodney Hudson practice a lot. We certainly didn't see him in a preseason game out there, getting any live reps. Uh, thought he did okay early on. Chris Jones split Sean Harlow and Rodney Hudson, and that seemed to set the tone for the pass rush in that first half on Kyla Murray against the Chiefs. But I'm going to say Rodney Hudson because, again, the interior pocket has got to be rock solid for Kyla Murray to step up into knowing you've got Max Crosby and Chandler Jones coming off the edge. Okay, so Hudson is going to play, but he was on the injury report. Uh, Jalen Thompson, the latest on him, Cliff today said has a chance to play. As does my second pick, Wolf. I am going to go with Justin Pugh. Da, 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 da. <laughs> you popped up to attention when you heard that. So I just <laughs> that, that the memory remains. Okay. Well, uh, and also here's Cliff Kingsbury from about 20 minutes ago on Justin Pugh. I hope so. Hopefully, the next uh, 48 hours he feels good, and um, we get him out there Sunday and work him out. He's, he's ready to go. Look, he's dealing with that neck issue limited on Wednesday and Thursday and you just heard Cliff's uh, update which is not you know <laughs> it's not rock solid either way but they need Justin Pugh. Okay, um is Max Williams on the injury report? No. You can't, uh, sorry, you can't draft Max Williams this time. Max Williams is not on the injury report. Also, you're holding the injury report. Do you know what that means, Basin Williams? That means Max Williams. Oh, my goodness. He's going to play. Yeah, he's going to play again. Week number two. He played in week one. Hopefully, he's going to get a lot more than 10 snaps. Hopefully, he gets like 25 snaps in week number two. And that means I'm going with Zach Ertz. Let's go! (laughs) And you wondered where I was going, Command and Control. Taste it. They're fat, dumb, and happy and entitled. All right. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta coach. You gotta be. You're killing me. Zach Ertz and Max Williams uh, should be playing together a significant amount of reps. Why? Because they must. That's why. I'm going Zach Ertz. I got good news for you. Hudson's going to play. Zach Ertz was a full participant yesterday. He's going to play. My guys are a lot more questionable. Jalen Thompson and Justin Pugh so far. Uh, As is my next one, Wolf. Didn't practice Wednesday. Limited on Thursday with a calf injury. I'm going to go with J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt, care to expound on that? Yeah, uh, he's gotten to play seven in like a change, like part of, of a playoff game. They've only been able to get J.J. Watt on the field basically for seven games since he got here, and he was a wrecking ball when he was out there, and they've won all those games. So it would be nice to have J.J. Watt back on the field. For If for no other reason, Wolf, than what you and Lorenzo Alexander always say, you cannot really lead or you can only lead so much without actually going out there and doing it, too. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to be forced to do this right now. There is a theme here. I typically have themes when we play fulcrum football, but it is an offensive theme that I have going on right now. Um, Kelvin Beachum. I like Beachum. <laughs> I cannot lie. That's the this theme. Kelvin Beachum. I, 
He's on the injury report right now, but he is going to play, Rest. correct? Yes, you've drafted three guys that are going to okay. play. So just be, well, you can, you, they're on the injury report. No, that's I'm, I'm all I know. Wrong, so I'm saying you should be happy. You, your um, guys are actually going to play. Would you actually say that Calvin Beecham is going to be a big part of the game plan this week for the Arizona Cardinals? Yes. See, where does he line up? So He's, Max Crosby would be oh right my goodness, in front of him. Max Crosby. Let's throw, I don't know, Josh Jones out there. And again, I'm not attacking Josh Jones, but it's not like he's had a ton of experience getting a lot of reps out there at right tackle. And oh, look, it's Max Crosby. How does that feel? Not the Euro spin. Anything but the Euro spin, Max. No, don't do it. Um, okay, Calvin Beecham, for obvious reasons. I'd, I'd put myself on the injury report if I had to block Max Crosby all day. All right, let's see. My fourth pick so far, I have Jalen Thompson, uh, Justin Pugh, and J.J. Watts. I'm going back and forth on this one, Wolf. You know what? I'm going to go with Rondale Moore. Oh. Hamstring issue. Whatever, whatever. I'll do what I want. He, um, he is out, though. That we, we know that. Cliff has ruled him out this morning. So my list of players, they really need to get back. I already know one of them isn't coming back. But, man. They need, this offense needs a jolt. And I agree with you, it's going to start with the offensive line. I think that was probably the biggest issue on offense last week. But they don't have the pieces out there that they expected to have. They really just have about half of them. And Rondale Moore maybe could be a spark plug. You got one more pick. Uh, You know what? Um, I got no time right here, but I'm going to go Marco Wilson, okay? Yeah, my offensive offensive theme (laughs) busted up, okay? It did. Marco Wilson, the lone defensive player yet. Uh, he is on the injury report. He is going to play, correct? Yeah. At that ankle. So if the whole point of this was guys you hope are able to play that are on the injury report, yes. Rodney Hudson, Zach Ertz, Calvin Beach, and Marco Wilson, that's your list. Chances are your guys will end up playing. Jalen Thompson, uh, Justin Pugh, J.J. Watt, and Rondale Moore. We already know Moore's out. Cliff said the other three guys on my list have a chance, but nothing more than that. Okay, yeah, good. Uh, There you have it. The Cardinals injury report and Fulcrum football for week number two in the NFL. (laughs) (laughs) I love that, Chick. I feel like we're going to hear that sound effect a lot. When we come back, what does the Cardinals offense have to do to get back on track against the Raiders on Sunday? They were not on track against the Chiefs. That's next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show, 98.7 FM, Arizona. Sports Station. Football Friday with Wolf and Luke. Alert, alert, alert! Presented by 72 Soul. Get your price. 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Say it into a microphone. That was, well, yeah, but once again, once you push this, shouldn't that? Yeah, uh, but your yeah. mic's still on. Okay, that's great. Remember, you got to do like there's like a there's like a code you have to type in if you want to talk to command and control without right, me exactly. It. Yeah, you know what? You have to kill your own microphone. Yeah, that should be honestly. There's something metaphorical in that. Kill your own microphone. It's like the honorable way to bow out of a segment. Just kill your own microphone. Yeah, and listen to is three days grace. Seether. Uh, Seether, Luke. 
You didn't, didn't know talk either. about. I don't think I've heard Seether since they were No, I did seething. not know. <laughs> Seether. I, I don't know if get... I would uh, call my band Seether. I always used to get them in uh, Saliva confused. Remember Saliva? <laughs> they were like around the same time. Yeah. yeah. No. No, you don't. Okay. Uh, all right, the Cardinals offense is what I was going to say. We're, we're at the point where we're probably just going to have to, maybe it's not going to be pretty, or maybe it's at least not going to be how you would typically win a football game, or, and this is the scary part, Wolf, it might not be all that sustainable. But as far as just trying to get a win right now to get back on track, probably just going to have to lean on the offense quite a bit. If the defense can force a turnover or make some plays, that's great. But it's probably going to be the Cardinals' offense that pulls them out of this. This is Josh McDaniels, of course, the Raiders' new head coach, yesterday talking about playing against Kyler Murray. Every play is an opportunity for something bad to happen uh, when Kyler is is on the other side. Um, this guy is a special, special player. And uh, there's not many players in the league that are like him, um, and certainly not many that I've coached against. I think the, the number one thing I would say about him is he's a really, really good passer. You know, he can read the defense. He can get the ball to all levels of the field. He can make every throw. He's very accurate. That in its own, you know, is a tough challenge. You know, then you combine that with his ability to uh, either run the ball on designed runs or RPOs or zone read. And then every pass play could potentially be a loose play, you know. And so uh, he forces you to be absolutely on top of all your P's and Q's. Um, and you can't take plays off and can't relax because if you do, uh, generally he, he makes you pay for it. So he's an exceptional player. Uh, this will be a huge challenge. Uh, excited to have the opportunity to compete against him. Uh, but this guy is a, a really, really good football player. Look, who would you say is Josh McDaniel's mentor in the National Football League? Would you? <laughs> He's got a pretty good one. He was actually just on that TV a couple minutes ago. Bill Belichick. So Bill, Be- there, yeah. Bill Belichick. Um, do you know what Bill Belichick was really, really big on? Winning Super Bowls. <laughs> winning, that win- that whole winning thing for the most Hoodies part. Without and, sleeves. You know, do your job. Um, uh, yeah, that you know, guy. He was big on that right there, but... He was also very, very big on talking about the other players and, and saying how good they were. It was the one area in which he actually spoke and articulated with a little um, vinegar, so to speak, rather than being so dry. No, if you know what not I mean. Bill Belichick. There was some taste. Dry? There was some taste in what he was saying when he when he would compliment an opposing team's player. He really didn't do that a lot with his own players. He didn't he didn't build up his own players. He didn't do that. He didn't call out his own players for the most part. He's well, not, he doesn't talk about his own he's players not very big. much. Does he's he? not big on that, but man, he is big on talking about the opposing player. So you know what I say to Josh McDaniels? Hey Josh, save your praise for somebody who cares. <laughs> well, it does speak to the what the Cardinals had a year ago at this time. They were a dangerous team. Like when the Cardinals came to town a year ago at this time, it was like, I remember hearing former McDaniels obviously isn't a defensive coordinator, but opposing defensive coordinators being like, I think it was Mike Zimmer. I remember being on the Mike Zimmer call and he sounded like he had a headache already. And and the game hadn't even, it was three days away trying to figure out how to contain Kyler Murray. If you want to get that dangerous factor back on the Cardinals, it starts with Kyler Murray. We don't have to overthink this. It starts with him. He is the guy on this team that is the most 
capable of being dangerous and keeping the opposing coaches up at night. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Um, you know, look, I still think the Arizona Cardinals offense is dangerous. I still think they're dangerous. I cannot wait to see the impact of Zach Ertz, a healthy Zach Ertz, where you're not going to have him on a pitch count. You're not going to have him on a snap count. And suddenly, maybe you're going to go out there and instead of running a ton of 11 personnel, because you're not going to be down in this game big the way they were against the Kansas City Chiefs, maybe you're going to go out and you're going to run more two tight end sets. I, I know. There it is again. Wolves playbook for dummies. 12 personnel. One back, two tight ends, and two wide receivers. You know, hopefully we're going to see a lot more of Max Williams because right now Max Williams can come off the ball and actually hold up against Chandler Jones. Ladies and gentlemen, well, anybody that can hold up against Chandler Jones should be out. There. I'm not talking about pass protection. I'm talking about coming off the ball, especially if you're going to attack the edges with a tackle zone scheme. And Eno Benjamin runs the tackle zone very, very well. James Connor as well. But Eno Benjamin is a guy you may want to watch in this game because I think the Cardinals might run more of this concept. If we were going to do fulcrum football the way we normally do it, where it's just which players could swing this game right. one way or the other, Eno was going to be one of my late picks. That, that would have been a good one right there, honestly. I, I do believe 12 personnel where Zach Ertz is more of a wide receiver. He's he's the move tight end. And you got the stud tight end in Max Williams. And you go out there and you try to replicate what you had going so much and so well in the first half of 2021. Replicate what you did well offensively when your offense was a juggernaut. Dare I say, the best offense in the National Football League for the first half of the season. They were scoring over 30 points a game. They were rolling because they were balanced. And because Zach Ertz, and they didn't even have Zach Ertz at that point in time. Zach Ertz now out of 12 personnel, when you're able to run the ball and throw the ball, and they don't know what's coming and run down situation, man, that's the advantage the Arizona Cardinals have got to put Kyler Murray in. And then he's going to be a nightmare if, in fact, you can get him in that balanced look. Isn't that right, Josh McDaniels? You know, he mentioned Zach Ertz. He talked about Kyler Murray yesterday, how Kyler handled the loss behind the scenes on Sunday. He's been uh, building us up. Obviously, everyone was down, um, and he's kind of been the guy to not dwell on the past. He's really been a guy that's kind of focusing on the future because uh, we know the talent we have on offense, and we should be able to put up points, and we should be able to execute, and we should do this, should do that, but we got to go out there and do it. Um, Kyler's a guy that wants things done. Precisely, he wants guys to be where they're supposed to be when they're supposed to be there. Um, he's going to let you know how he wants things, and that's all I care about. It doesn't matter how I view a route. It doesn't matter if I think I should do this or that. Ultimately, it's about what the quarterback wants, and so we're constantly talking football, uh, how, how we want certain routes run, because to me, that's what all route running is about, being ready when the quarterback's ready, being where you're supposed to be when he's ready. Um, and that's what I take pride in. I know I keep hammering this wolf this week, but every time Kyler Murray struggles or is perceived to struggle as a leader, everybody piles on. Okay, well, he's making a quarter of a billion dollars. That's that's fine. Uh, when he does well as a leader, the reaction is, well, yeah, but they just won. I mean, okay, yeah, how hard is it to really lead when you're winning? How hard is it to go out there and say the right things? They got embarrassed on Sunday at home and 
by all accounts, so far, it's a. I know it's a very small. It's been it's just been a few days, but by all accounts, Kyler Murray has handled it pretty well. He was upset by. He's handled it the way you would want as a fan, right? He was upset. Kyler Murray wasn't happy they lost the game, but he hears Zach Ertz right yeah. there saying he's going around to you know the guys in the locker room. Hey, it's, it's just one game. We don't need to fall apart over this. He was upset. But accountable, I felt like in the press conference post game, and he went into detail about it. Yes. So if this is what everybody was saying they want to see from him, now obviously priority is let's see him win games. But if this was something people were looking for, so far so good in that one very small area of Cardinals football. There's no doubt about it, man. This is where he's got to continue to grow. I love that. And I know he is very particular where he wants guys. And he does talk to these guys. And that's something he's really grown and expounded on. The only thing I want to see him do is tell people what to do. Don't plead with me. Tell people what to do. Eye to eye. Put up like four touchdowns this week too. Yes. While you're at it, if you if you've got a to do list for Sunday, Kyler, put four touchdowns on there. However you want to get them. Coming up next, we'll take you through the top stories of the day with Wolf and Down Your Lunch. It is the Wolf and Luke Show on ninety eight seven FM Arizona Sports Station.